everybody. How we doing? All right, Mark. Hi, right, welcome you to On the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C, of course. And of course, this is show number 101. Tanahara. We are counting, Tanahara. We're counting up to the next 200, the next century mark, 200, which will be 99 <laughs> weeks away, if we're still on the air, of course. How is everyone today? Oh, wow. just ducky. Great, Mark. How are you? I'm doing Very well. I walked the dog at three o'clock. Now it's boring. Very good. Very good. You got, you got that walk in. Before we begin, I'm looking at you guys on the screen right now. We have a, uh, a new participant that I don't think anyone knows except for me. So I'm going to have this person introduce themselves and say maybe 15 seconds about anything you want to say. So, Steve. Oh, baby. Well, my name is Stephen Ross, Steve Ross. I live in Old Bethpage, New York, Long Island. I know Mark for many, many years. We were softball buddies uh, on the same team for like 20 some odd years <laughs> back in the, uh, I guess, started the late 70s till the early 90s. Could he uh, hit? Uh, Mark, Mark was more of a fielder. Okay. Mark could, Mark, <laughs> you know, let me take that back. Mark, Mark was a good all around little ball player. Thank you very much. He was scrappy. Okay. He was good. He was good. Yeah, you were the power hitter. Third base. Do you still power play? Hitter. Do you still play yeah. softball? Yeah, I mean, I do. Where do you play? Do. Um, well, there's a pickup game in Jericho, Long Island, on Sunday mornings. Okay. That's all I've got left in the tank. <laughs> I've been battling, um, you know, serious illness and all that. So I've been away for many years, and I started going to the batting cage and. Um, I can still hit the ball. Uh, not much happens there after that um, at all. Um, but, you know, if I have to move my arm up and down, I could possibly catch the ball. Um, <laughs> but if you move the base, there's, side, there's no running smooth. left in this time. I, I could play first base. Okay. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on the Sunday game that I, I play at, you know, um, there are a lot of first basemen. <laughs> I was actually back in the day I was actually a basketball player oh. and um, you know I had some pretty shining moments I played against some very good ball players uh, I don't know if you remember Brian Winters Kevin Joyce mm -hmm. a good friend of mine Al Skinner who yeah. coached uh, oh, yeah. uh, Boston you, College you uh, missed played junior high school and Beer in high school I think right yeah mm -hmm. uh, he left after JV uh, 10th grade and what happened now, Skinner was, um, he moved to Malvern and somehow he became friends with Julius Irving. And Julius Irving was, I believe, a senior at UMass at that point. And he got Al Skinner, uh, found a way to help him get a scholarship to UMass. Now, I didn't know Al was that good. He was a good player, but, you know, he didn't, he didn't stand out. My high school JV team was, was tremendous, and our varsity team was really, really good. Martin Van Buren. We, uh, when I was a sophomore, we lost the city champs to uh, Boys High with Mel Davis, the killer who played with the Knicks. And um, he was okay, but he didn't make varsity as a sophomore. He was a, a, a JV player, but he blossomed somewhere along the line. He played in the ABA for a few years. And then played in the NBA for Philly and Detroit. Uh, I think for a couple of years, he averaged double figures in the NBA. So, you know, it's a pretty spectacular story on his behalf. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. 
You have a good yeah, resume so, behind you. Yeah. I, I welcome well, you to the yeah. show. Thank you. And I hope you uh, enjoy it. And then uh, hope you're not you. I already done. enjoy it. <laughs> I, I like the cap collection. I, I can't get past yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only a few people allowed in this room. Uh -huh. Roger? That's right. Roger was trippy last week. Limited right, by the way, is that Aaron Judge in that picture behind you? I see number 99. That's Gretzky. Oh, oh. oh yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Great one. My nephew painted that. Right. That's a cool My one. My nephew painted that when he was like 12 years old. He's now a famous artist. His works hang in museums all around the world. Um, Very cool. I don't understand most of it, nor pretend to, but... Um, you know, what can I say? I'm just a kid from Old Bethpage, grew up in Queens. <laughs> well, so. again, just welcome to our show. And uh, thank you. I say join in whenever you feel like joining in. Thank you. Uh, before we begin to talk the sports, I just want to um, go back to last week's guest, Glenn Consort. That's Glenn with two N's. <laughs> did he play base? Uh, did you play basketball at Bayside High School? Glenn, I think, played with Bayside High School. Yes. I played against him. Wow, you should have been on last week. You would have freaked them out. All right. Yeah, I played against him. Okay. He's a ball player, but I, I played against him. He went him. and played for the Israeli national team. Yeah, I played with them in the Jewish Center Leagues, which go. also were very good. You know, they were the precursor. It's like the Long Island Press League and, you know, things like that, which yeah. I played in as well. You know, he's, he's yeah. on. Then he went on to play at Boston University. He's on uh, yeah, that's Facebook, right. Steve. He's on Facebook. And uh -huh. he's I, mean, I don't think he'd know me. He wouldn't remember me. I, he might I just, he might just I friend just you and you go from there. Yeah, I just happened to play against him. Yeah. Um, and I don't even remember where or when, but, you know, back in the day. What high okay. school did you go to, Steve? Martin Van Buren. Oh, yeah. Queens Village. We had a hell of yeah. a team. So you, might, you might have played. You played against them in high school then, right? I so remember my high school days in the 60s. We played Martin Van Buren on a Saturday Game of the week. I'm Marty Glickman doing the game. I, was, I went to Brooklyn Erasmus. Oh, you went to Erasmus? Okay. Yes. So it had to be a playoff kind of game or, or a non-league game. Non-league game. Yeah, we had Marv Kessler as our coach. That's right. He went on to coach at Delphi. He was an NBA scout for many years. Yeah, we won the city championship in 65. Oh, do we have Billy Cunningham then? A few years before. George Thompson, who had a great George career Thompson, in the NBA. I remember the, uh, I remember right. the name. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> we have a fabulous show here. I just want to, to thank Ron's not on today. Ron's Those one are my best days of high school on the show. And I thought he had a, was a fabulous show. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And uh, that was his third time with, with us. I'm sure he'll be back again. Okay. And boy, oh boy, did we look good in our shirts last week, didn't we? Huh? Anybody wearing right. it again today? I no no, no one's one. wearing their shirt today? Oh, I am. Okay, Stephen, the other Stephen wearing his shirt. Okay. And Milton, I told you about yeah, yeah, what you said. Just open that show up. And it's it's on Facebook. Our show is on Facebook. Our show is on uh, I, uh, YouTube, mm. as well as Spotify and Apple iTunes. How do I get how do I get the mark gear? Hmm? How do I get the t-shirt gear? What's a t-shirt mark? <laughs> there are no extras right now. When we do our next <laughs> order, we could do it. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I've got, i got a large for $40. Unless someone wants to get rid of their shirt. I, I, I Gimmel. You know, that's you size. put it on eBay and sell it for more than what you, you, you know, what size That is Gimmel. That's what I wear. Okay. Mm. All right, listen. So our second anniversary show is going to be April 28th. 
Mm. And that's going to be uh, uh, show number 104. Okay. So we'll talk about that two year anniversary show um, in a week or so. That first show, in case you forgot, was May 7th, 2020. That was our first show. Who okay. won that day? Any, uh, any, any memorable, any memorable, memorable? Oh, I don't know. It's a good thing to check out. I never did that. Okay, let's go on because we have a special segment with oh, uh, with Gerald. You know, numbers one to ninety nine, one to hundred are all gone, and Ger- Gerald now has a new segment with numbers. So, Gerald, why don't you explain it and tell us about it? Okay, you uh, told us. I'm going to repeat it anyway. (laughs) Um, It's acknowledged that the first Major League Baseball game occurred in 1846. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add 1846 to the number of Mark's show. This week, it's the 101st show. So I get 1947. The year I was born. Okay. And each year, uh, each each year, I'm going to highlight uh, events for the Major League Baseball season. So the obvious highlight in 1947 was Jackie Robinson breaking the color line. I'd like to speak about that. Please, if you have noise in the background, whose noise is that? All right, we found it. Okay, I so Jackie Robinson was born in 1919 in Cairo, Georgia, to the uh, uh, he was a child of uh, sharecroppers. He attended UCLA. He was the first person to attend UCLA who was a four letter man, basketball, baseball, football and track. Um, in 19, it, he didn't uh, in 1946. He played in the minor leagues in Montreal for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Branch Rickey signed him 1947. He came up and his first game was on April 15th, 1947. We're coming up to the 75th anniversary. Number 42 has been retired by uh, the entire major leagues. On that day, everybody wears number 42. Uh, he endured uh, quite a bit of uh, abuse, verbal abuse. Uh, Hank Greenberg and uh, uh, Pee Wee Reese made him feel at home. They gave him some confidence. Uh, Jackie had a, had a magnificent career, including 19 stolen bases. His lifetime batting average was 311. He won the uh, MVP award one year. He won the batting title. Um, and the reason why it took so many years to break the color line was not because of Commissioner Landis, who many people attribute that to, but to the baseball owners. And here's an example of how baseball owners excluded Jackie Robinson. The Boston Red Sox, who were the last team to integrate in 1959, they, they brought up Pumpsy Green. They gave Jackie Robinson a tryout. He did extremely well in the tryout and he never heard anything. And that was pretty commonplace. There were also teams 
that canceled exhibition games because they knew that he would be playing. So I, I, I think uh, when you consider his contributions to uh, humanity, if you will, I think, I think uh, he was off the charts. Uh, and, he, and he made a comment that no life is important uh, except for how it influences other lives. And he certainly did that. He was the first uh, black vice president of a large corporation, chock full of nuts. He also was hired in 1965 by ABC as, as a uh, commentator, the first black commentator. I can go on and on and on. Uh, I have nothing but admiration for him. In, 19, in December of 1957, I, I, I was a great Brooklyn Dodger fan. I cried when the Dodgers announced that they were trading him to the New York Giants and he retired in that year. So I think I've covered uh, the highlights of Jackie Robinson and his outstanding career. Excellent. Okay, very nice. Also, I wanted to add on the April 15th this year, with everyone's wearing the 42, I read this week that everybody will be wearing Dodger blue. Yeah. Every team will be wearing Dodger blue. I don't know how to get it. But uh, that's to oh, the 70th <laughs> year. And one Mark. more thing about one more thing about Jackie, I'll go back to in a second, that I have it down here, that we're going to talk about Tommy Davis, who died this week. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Davis was all set to join, a Brooklyn boy, was all set to join the Yankees when Jackie yeah. Robinson gave him a call. Yeah. His mother was a big Dodger fan, and Jackie Robinson called Tommy Davis and influenced him to sign with the Dodgers. That's a smart story. Go ahead, Did he Aaron. win a batting title? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk so about that in a bit about his death. Yeah. Mark, what do you got? Gerald, you want to add to it? Yes. I just wanted to add that it that on July 5th, 1947, Larry Dolby became the first black man to uh uh, to, to play in the American League for the Cleveland Indians. Mm -hmm. He broke the color line in the American League in the same year that Jackie uh, uh, did it in the National League. Okay. So that's your year. Okay. And next, yes. next, next, next week will be 1948. Okay. Yes. Mark, could I add something to Jerry's report? If you yes, don't you could there, Mike. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest books I've ever read is called The Snow in August. And it takes place in 1947. Yeah about an Irish kid who loved the Dodgers and he was so enamored with the fact that Jackie Robinson joined the Dodgers and he was a real student of the game. And he would walk to shul one Saturday and he was intercepted by a rabbi who needed him to turn on the lights. So he asked the boy to be a Shabbos boy. And the rabbi and the boy became very, very close friends. And the boy taught the rabbi about the Dodgers and Judaism and Jackie Robinson and the rabbi taught the kid about Jew, uh, Judaism, and together they, they fought the, the local prejudice and anti-Semitism, and uh, it's it's one of the best books I've ever read. So it's it took a, place in, it took place in 1947. It's a gr great book written by Pete Hamill. Pete yeah. Hamill. Uh, yeah. And Joe, you want to add to that? Joe? They also made a yeah. TV movie out yeah. of it. It's great. Not, not necessarily about Jackie Robinson, but to put the breaking the color line of baseball in perspective, it wasn't until 1948 that the armed forces were integrated, and it wasn't until right. 1954 that school desegregation, the schools segregated schools right. were declared illegal in Brown versus Board of Education. So right. baseball was really, even though it was late, it was really out front. It was one of the first to break the color barrier. Yeah. 
Well, I hope this whole country was late. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. When you think about it, when you think about how people were treated in Europe, and they came back and they fought, yep. you know, Joe Lewis, Louis Armstrong, you know, hailed as heroes in Europe and come back to this country to yeah. disgrace what happened in this country. Okay. Sure, they couldn't get they couldn't get mortgages. They couldn't get the uh, GI Bill for college. That's right. Yeah. Danny, you want to add something? When did, when did the NFL integrate? <clears throat> 1950 or something around then? NBA was later, right? Well, the NBA started first in 19... And NBA was like 1950. I think Earl Lloyd or Chuck Cooper. I remember Sweetwater Clifton as a Nick in the mid to yeah. early 50s, I think. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't until... I think like football 19... was before baseball, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think so, yeah. And basketball think... wasn't until 1964 where five, five black players started mm. again. Boston right. Celtics. Right. That's correct. Okay, thank you, uh, uh, Gerald, um, for that information. And by the way, your, your numbers report I didn't tell you who sponsored you this week. It was sponsored by Kazoo's. <laughs> what a kazoo is. <laughs> That's who sponsored you this week. All right. Thank you, Mark. Let's, let's move on to uh, the beep beep section. Uh, the beep beep section, meaning uh, players uh, who have unusual names. Hate to say they're funny name, but they're unusual. And uh, for instance, I found this week, Zach Pop, P-O-P. You very rarely see a last name, P-O-P. Uh, he's a Marlins pitcher. So you may see him this year on TV. Then the Dodgers have a pitcher. Now, I don't know if he made the big team, but his name is River Ryan. River, first name, Ryan. Um, and um, there's also a uh, the Giants. Our current New York Giants football team has a running back. I don't know how much playing time he gets, but his first name is Sandro Platzgummer. Does the name sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. No. He's a giant. He's a New York Giant. Well, no. Nope. Sandro Platzgummer. G U M M E R. All one name. Platzgummer. I think that fits the uh, the category right there and then. He's the European guy. Okay. So now we move on to this day in sports. What happened on this April 7th in sport, highlighting certain things? There were a lot of stuff. I had to, had to really uh, uh, adjust the list to make things <coughs> not go too long. But in 1896, <laughs> there was an American you were, athlete. You were just a child then. What's that? You were just a child then. I'm just a child then, so I remember this. <laughs> and I saw it on TV in 1896 that there was an American athlete in the Athens Olympics. His name was Robert Garrett. Well, in those days, he won, they call it the throwing doubles. He won the shot put, got a goal for that, and he won the discus, got a goal for that. So I thought that made a history. Uh, in 1928, Hockey fans. The Rangers general manager at the time was Lester Patrick. Patrick. The famous Patrick family, I guess, right? Yep. He was 44 years old, general manager. He decides his the goaltender, I don't know who the goaltender was at the time, he got injured during the Stanley Cup. And Lester Patrick, 44, decides to put himself 
in the game. And, and he won the game. And the Rangers went on to win that Stanley Cup. In those days, it was three games to two. But he, he, he went in 44 years old, the general manager. 1943, NFL adopts the free substitution rule. I guess before then, you, you couldn't move people in and out. I guess you had to, once you're in, you had to play. And they made helmets mandatory, smart, and they had a 10-game schedule. That's what they did in, in that year. Uh, 1951, Ben Hogan, great golfer with the masses going on. He wins the first of his two titles. Uh, 1958, maybe some of you remember this. Remember when the Dodgers moved to Los Angeles? Yes. They played in the L.A. Coliseum. Yeah. But the way, to, the way they configured the field, left field was only 250 feet from home plate. Mm-hmm. Put a, a screen, a 42-foot screen in left field to, to prevent cheap home runs. Yeah. I think I remember seeing that on TV. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Mark, Gerald has What's the matter? Gerald, what? Wally Moon became a whose yeah. lefty batter became right. a great left field home run hitter in the Coliseum. No, he, he was also famous for, yeah. for retrieving those balls off the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I hated that year, Jerry. 63. Jack Nicholas is only 23 years old and he wins his first Masters. First of six. I bring this up with the Masters going on right now. I started today. How about this one? 1969. Remember the Dodgers pitcher, Bill Singer? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Right? Starting pitcher? Yeah. Well, he's credit, credited with the first official save. I guess the save rule did not come until 1969. Right. I thought they counted Louis Arroyo's saves. I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I don't know what they called it back I thought it started with him, but you're probably right. Yeah, that's where I read. Nineteen sixty nine. Also, Ted Williams manages his first game ever with the mm-hmm. uh, with the what team? Washington, Washington. Washington Senators. And of course, he goes on to lose that first game against the Yankees. That was all right. Nineteen seventy. The Milwaukee Brewers play their very very first game, meaning the year before. They, of course, they were the Seattle Seattle Pilots. Pilots. And they lost their very first <laughs> Tommy but in Davis 19- played on that team. Tommy Davis played on the Pilots. That's right. That's right. That's right. Very good. Mm-hmm. In 1977, the Blue Jays play their first game, and they win. <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> to what may happen this year as they had the, the pick to go all the way. But we'll gotta play the games first to see what happens. Mm-hmm. 1979, Ken Forsh. Remember Ken Forsh, the pitcher? That's yeah. for the Cardinals. He had a brother. And in 1977, he uh, throws a no-hitter, and his brother previously threw a no-hitter, and so they become the first brother team to have no-hitters together. Um, Let's see what else happened on this day. Oh, here's a basketball, college basketball. 2003. 2003, very good. Syracuse. (laughs) Right, Kansas. Kansas. In the NCAA championship. And who's your MVP? Carmelo Carmelo Anthony. 81-78 over Kansas. Very good. In 2008. What's that? Hakeem Warwick uh, was on that team. Jerry McNamara. Right. McNamara had six threes in the first half. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm. And Warwick blocked the final shot by. Uh, yeah. How we remember these things so far. Yes. Back. 2008, Kansas. Memphis State. Memphis. They, I think they were just called Memphis, Memphis back in the day. Whatever, Memphis. Uh, and that Memphis. was the first time four number one seeds made the final four. Interesting, wow. right? Yep. Who was the Yeah. And 2019, Magic Johnson quits the Lakers as their president. <laughs> anyone, anyone know the reason why? Why did he, he quit? Couldn't get along with Bird. No. no, it was the GM he couldn't get along with. The, the oh. uh, Peralta, whatever his name is. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's go on to baseball. So today is opening day. Yeah, uh, the Yankees had to move their game to tomorrow. It's not one o'clock. Uh, Twelve thirty is when they do the player intro in, in, introductions. I like that when they introduce the players. Uh, and of course, the um, the Mets and the Nats they move their game if it's on till seven o'clock tonight. It was special for, scheduled for four o'clock, but they didn't want to compete with on the mark. <laughs> Why would they? they moved it to seven o'clock if they play the game. You see how much power we boring, have here? Boring right now out here. And uh, you do a hundred yeah. shows, and they they realize that we gotta, we better move that. Uh, Too much competition. Too yeah. much competition. So I, I ask you right now, and we'll do an informal poll. I'm not going to ask you who you, who you think is going to win the divisions, but if you had to pick one team to win the World Series. Anybody Easy. want Cleveland? Toronto. Toronto. I'm yes. afraid. Toronto's a powerhouse. Not only that, not only that, they have an advantage. Unvaccinated players, opposing players can't play in Toronto. <laughs> no, if that, if that stays this case, it's gonna it's gonna be an advantage for them. Tampa Bay doesn't even have a home field. I know it's not gonna be the Nationals. Not going to be in there. <laughs> no, that place. It used to be the Dodgers. The yeah. Dodgers, you think? The Dodgers? Yeah. Could be the Dodgers, yes. Dodgers. You think the Dodgers have the Giants, Howie? Yeah, I think the Dodgers. I mean, the Giants. Nobody's picking the Mets. I am Miracle Mets. Daryl's always been a Miracle Mets. I'm with the Mets, too, but. Yeah, we've been waiting a long time for another Miracle. Okay, so I don't know if you heard that the umpires are going to be mic'd. No, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. when they go to the um, like the replays of the challenge of challenges, mm -hmm. and they're going to be mic'd so everyone in, at home and everyone in the stadium can hear like they do in football. Mm -hmm. Football, basketball, cool thing they're going to do, yeah. and they'll tell everybody. What's being challenged, and when they come back with the decision, uh, oh. they'll tell everybody. And they're they doing electronic in. signaling. So yeah, that's something in. else. But as far yeah. as the the umpires, a lot of them were a little upset about this, or a little concerned about this, because if you are the, I guess the home plate umpire makes the, makes the calls or something, they have to talk, and a lot of them are not used to talking to a stadium. You know, being their, their voice being heard throughout the entire stadium, so mm -hmm. our little yeah. mic, mic, mic shy, mic fright. Right, it's like it's like the um, silent pictures, and when it came in, some of those actors were in trouble. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
So what, what about the, uh, the catches in doing their signals? Does anyone want to talk about that? What, what exactly it is? They're doing, they're doing it in the Cub-Milwaukee game today. So what, sure what exactly how, is it? I'm not sure. He's got something on his wrist, and he push, he's, pushing like, a um, he's, he's pushing a button, and the pitcher has something in his cap. Here's the signal, and three fielders hear the signal also. But I'm not, I'm not sure the whole how exactly how it works. But that's mm. what they showed. I don't know. If there's any I don't know whether the, 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 the pitcher is able to reject that call, that signal call, from Just the say, uh, said no. Patcher. Yeah, there must be a way to do that. Yeah, there must be. They must shake no, like at the fingers. They shake their head no, or shake their glove or something. But that's to prevent the signal stealing. People stealing the signals like from center field. The Milwaukee Brewers are using it today. We'll see how successful that is after that game. They're losing three-one. Well, they use it in football. Yeah, they use the microphone in football. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. One, one guy wears a wears a, the a quarterback and the helmet, right? coordinator. You see what yeah. happens when you cheat. They have to change the whole mm. system. <laughs> Damn cheaters. Um so the Mets. Let's talk a little let's talk a little Mets first. Okay. So DeGrom has his uh shoulder issue. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard that yeah. before. Stress reaction in the scapula. Scapula. So what is that? Scapula is the bone, the back. back of your shoulder. Oh, bone. Back of your shoulder. Back here. I think so. Yeah. It means he's through. That's what it means. So that's what you use for uh, flipping a pancake. What's that? I thought that's what you use for flipping a pancake. Spatula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Spatula. And they said they, they said this came about like his first start in spring training. He's throwing the ball a hundred miles per hour. Yeah. Where's Where's the um? The control, you know, on him, like yeah. don't don't throw a hundred miles per hour. Don't Why are you surprised? This is I know, I can do it. I feel good. I can do it, Larry. I said mm. the same thing last year when he was doing uh, doing a, a lot of that hundred mile an hour stuff. Yeah, he never survive. Yeah. yeah, how long can you keep throwing hard like that? Right. So who knows how long he's going to be back? A month. Two months? I, I don't know. At but, least a month before he starts throwing. Right. Before he starts throwing. If everything goes all right, June. Yeah. Mm. I think he has to learn to become a pitcher and not a not a hard thrower. Uh, Larry. Well, he is a pitcher, but he's what about putting him in the bullpen? So if I if we're lucky, then on the 17th of May, when I will join the Mendelssohn men's choir to sing the Star Spangled Banner at City Field. If we're lucky, the Grom will pitch that day. Who knows? How about, how about that? No way. No way. It says no way. It's one month. One month. Can we get tickets for that? Larry, can we get tickets for that game to hear you sing the song? What's that? Can we get tickets to hear you sing? I, I think there are still some tickets available. Not a lot anymore, <laughs> but uh, if anybody wanted to go, just let me know. Uh, and we'll sit with you or sit someplace. Yes, we have a, a, a section with 200 seats, of which I already uh, am. <clears throat> I have 20 of them right now. And um, I think there might be a few others available. Not too many. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah. Can I get a ticket and then leave after you sing Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> It'll be up to you. 
That's even too early for you, Mark. Right yeah. You guys are going to rain that day. On TV. TV. Cold, cold, nasty. You got to right. be there long enough to have a hot dog. Uh, that, that, get that before the game starts. Get uh, <laughs> Gerald. So, ironically, uh, DeGrom announced that he's opting out of his contract. Can he unopt out? He's not gone yet. The end of the year. And it depends what kind of year he's going to have. You know, think yeah. about this. If, he had, if he's out half the year, would you pay him so much money? Somebody uh, will. Yeah. Just like Judge. I think he would do well in the bullpen. Mm. You know, being a Mariano Rivera kind of guy. Come in there and throw and throw a hundred for an inning and get a save. Yeah. That's what they did with Smoltz for a while after he right. got that's hurt. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. 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 Hey. Okay. Dennis Eckersley too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, right. Larry, he was. Hey, Larry. Johnson was a starter for the White Sox. And then, and then we have Scherzer who has a hamstring problem. Yep. Yeah, he's gonna pitch tomorrow. It's kind of uh, it, that, that my doctor says it, he'll be lucky to, to be able to pitch well in two months. Really? Well, we don't yeah. have the extent of his injury. He might have had yeah. a twinge in his hamstring. I don't know yeah. what he had. Well, they said he was good, they said he was good enough in fielding drills today. He's going to pitch tomorrow. Yeah. Well, he, he wouldn't be doing he too many innings in training. Let's face it. He thinks he's a big knocker. You know, everybody else starts out with one and two innings. He started what with four, five innings yeah. and six innings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right, he abbreviated uh, uh, spring training, and maybe they were practicing. They were practicing before anyway, before they before the lockout was over. They were working on on their own. Mm-hmm. So Tyler McGill is going to get the start right. for the Mets. Okay uh, I kind of liked him last year. He started yeah, he okay. strong. Yeah. Oh, from the beginning, so he ended. Had a pretty good ending. He, well, he I hope it's five or six innings in tomorrow, mm-hmm. and and. Uh, Corbin for the Nationals, who had one of the, was one of the worst pitchers last year. You could... And what about um, meanwhile? But he was on TV the other day and talking. He's a nice talker, good-looking guy, if I must say so. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's a good pitcher. He's waiting his turn to be the uh, opening day. Where's Strasburg? He's out still. Strasburg yeah. is, is I think still he's out. problems. Who knows what, whether he'll ever pitch again? That's a shame. That's a shame. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens um, tomorrow, and that's well today, right? Doubt it's pouring yeah. right now. Is uh, mm. is pouring in Washington still? Yes, it's yeah. pouring right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe they'll take the call to not do it. They probably will call it. Um. So it's Buck Showalter's first game. And we're looking forward to see how well he does. <laughs> they had a list here of the last 10 years who, who were opening day starters for the Mets. Of course, McGill is today. And I wonder if he if it's rained out, then, then uh, Scherzer will get the start. And McGill loses that stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh, DeGrom pitched the last three prior. Then Syndergaard had two years in a row. Matt Harvey only started once opening day in 2016 and the last then before that Bartolo Colon mm. 2015 mm. Big Dylan, sexy. G. Dylan, Dylan G he did it uh, in 2014 G. and Jonathan Neese I like but, Dylan G yeah, yeah. until he got hurt yeah and um, 
the Mets had a chance to make a deal over the weekend that fell through. I, I, I'm kind of happy they didn't make the deal. Yeah, so, me too. Uh, with the Padres, they were going to get Hosmer. <laughs> they don't need him. Yeah. Another uh, first baseman. They don't need, they don't need him. Dom Smith. But Dom Smith. Yeah, uh, there was a salary dump. Contracts think, by Hosmer and uh, Cano. They didn't want to take on as much salary as the Padres were going to give them. Yeah, it's a salary dump on the part of the Padres. Right, right, right. The the pitcher they were supposed to get got traded today to the Twins. Yeah, Paddock went to the Twins. But again, what what are you doing with another first baseman? Exactly. Hello? Yeah, that's the situation with Dom Smith. He doesn't even know his role. He's still a bet. What's he going to be? A left fielder? Eh? Going to be a first baseman? Eh. DH. A little bit of each. Now, where's Cano going to be? Gonna be? <laughs> Left out. What's nah, <laughs> oh, with, with Conforto? A good spring. Anything new? No one signed Conforto. Nothing. No one signed. Uh, he has a bad shoulder. And and, right. and nobody, and the Mets and Yankees made a trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lefty righty. Who had did you those see the, did you see the picture of... Did you see the picture of Castro without his beard? No beard, no yes, braids. I, beard. Mm-hmm. I saw and he, it. And the Mets got this Jolie Rodriguez, and they gave oh, yeah. them number 30. You know number 30 was? Fordo. Michael Fordo's number. Yeah. Oh. Fordo is not coming back. And I think that's what, a mistake. I would bring him back. But... I don't know. Not now. They gave, gave away his I'd number. Bring him back. <laughs> away I, his I would number. bring him back. And the Dodgers signed the former Yankee and former Met. Did you hear this one? Dylan Bentances became a Dodger. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good luck, yeah. Dodgers. Good. I'm glad. He was <laughs> terrible. His arm is, you know, his arm never came back. Yeah, was shot. See what happens. Yeah. See who, who he works with. He's healthy, yeah. Who's the Dodgers pitching coach? Mm. Was, it, was it a Rick Honeycutt? Is he still there? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Honey it was Honeycutt a few years ago. He's been yeah, there so long, Honeycutt. I wonder if he's still there. Is right. And did you hear two you days were. ago the Mets' new third baseman, Eduardo Escobar, mm-hmm. took the entire team out for dinner? He took 70 people to a huh. famous restaurant in DC. Uh, Larry, maybe you know this one Fogo de Chow. Oh, a, a, a Brazilian churrascaria. It's a that's chain. Right. It's, it's right. a chain. There's one in West Beverly. So oh, I wanted yeah. to say that. They're a chain. That's where they bring That's where they bring the meats to the table and cut them. Yeah. Yeah. You flip a card, yellow, uh, right, red or green, when you're done. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun restaurant. In well, 2006, uh, I went to the churrascaria in Rio de Janeiro. I checked out their menu. The ribeye is $89. <laughs> but you can, once you sit down, you can have all the ribeye you want. That's right. Once you pay the entry fee. It's <coughs> an open one up in, um, in Melville. Yeah, and there's one in Westbury. Oh, yeah, so it's a chain. So you heard about yeah. that one. Okay. All right. And the Yankees have a, a, a new catcher, backup. His name is Jose yes. Trevino. Yeah. Right? He's no yeah. relation to that former Met. Alex, Alex, Alex Trevino. Trevino. Right. And he was yeah, right away, I went to check his history. No relation to Alex. How about the golfer? Did you check him the golfer? Yeah. Lee <laughs> Trevino. Yeah, right. right. Trevino. 
I don't know. <laughs> but uh, all right, so he made the team, and uh, and that uh, Incarciate and Tim LoCastro was sent back to the minors. They, they were hopes to make the starting day lineup. Debbie Garcia, uh, Michael, your guy, Louis Gill, sent to the Really? Mind. You own the rights to this guy? Michael Michael always talks about him, right? Louis Gill? Gill. Gill. Right. So far, not so good in spring training. They sent oh, and, no. Did they send Andahar down or they got rid of him? Yeah, they Andahar sent him down. down. Sent him down. Sent him down. Mm-hmm. And Manny Buenuelas, Buenuelas also got uh, him down. Sent him down. He'll be back. Right. He'll be back, Mark. He kept Gonzalez. Yeah, well, he plays everywhere except for pitcher and catcher, I think, right? Right. But uh, Clark they Schmidt. They have three bench players. The Yankees. Yeah, three. Yeah. What are, we gonna, what are the Yankees going to do with uh, uh, Hicks in center field? I think he's shot. Well, they're going to start off with him and see how he does. See, see what happens. I think he's shot. I don't know. We haven't seen him play in a while. Fred Gardner's waiting. Yeah. Uh, this no, fella, Clark Smith, Clark Schmidt, <laughs> became the got the uh, rookie award that James a, James P. Dawson Award. The Yankees always give uh, their top rookie in spring training. So Clark Schmidt got that, uh, and he, he's on the roster. He'll be the long man out of the bullpen. Uh, they brought back Greg Bird. How do you think about that? Oh, I think well, it's really contract. contract. They felt bad for the guy? Yeah. <laughs> Hoping he could hit 189 for them also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm going to see him play on Tuesday. I'm going to a game in Scranton. Oh, okay. He'll definitely be in the starting lineup. Did I see a Gio Shella wearing number 15 in honor of Thurman Munson out of Minnesota? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he, wow. he got the Thurman Munson award as a Yankee. So, uh, um, uh, He's wearing number 15 in Minnesota. I think that's great. Very that's nice. Good. Very nice. That was available to him. There's a couple of uh, rookies that you guys should be watching every day and see their progress because they call them phenons. The, the Mariners have this center fielder. His name is Julio Rodriguez. They're calling him J-Rod. <laughs> and uh, he made the starting team. And that's one. And then, of course, Bobby Witt Jr., who's made the press uh, for a few years now. He's only 21 years old for the Royals' third base. And, of course, Bobby Witt, his father, was the pitcher, right? Bobby Witt. Yeah. So these two guys are uh, they're playing baseball and they're starting and just watch them and see how well they do. I wish them good luck. You know what I mean? Good names. And what do you think the Yankees are going to do with uh, Aaron Judge unless something was signed today or tomorrow? What's your opinion? What's going to go on? They 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 got to sign him at some point. Agreed. I hope so. I hope so. 16 is 150 million. And so they didn't make a splash in, in the uh, the free agent. So the money is there. But what are they yeah. afraid of? He may get hurt again. And they're going to throw money away. Hmm? He's hurt a lot, unfortunately. Yes, yes. He was hurt last year. He had a pretty good season last year. Yeah. Did. Can you see pretty him good. on a different team? No. No. <laughs> They'll think of something. 
Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course he can. I mean, anybody can anybody have seen Freddie Freeman on a different team? Yeah, I know. You know what, Fred? The Yankees haven't, you know, all through the years, the Yankees haven't lost their, their big time stars. When is the last time you could think of a Yankee, a giant star, right, mm. getting uh, traded or leaving the Yankees? Bernie Roger Williams, Mar- Roger Maris. Uh-huh. Yeah. Reggie Williams, Reggie Jackson. Nah, I give you Maris, but Maris, I don't know. He's so injury prone, he's unbelievable. He wasn't a happy dude anymore when he was. Didn't uh, didn't Jada have to fight for his contract? He did. He did. Williams tattoo, yes. I remember he asked who he asked Cashman who who would you rather than me play for the Yankees, and he named the other. Who was that other shortstop he named? You know, they go when they're oh, over the hill, know. you know, like Babe Ruth. But uh, when, they, when they're in their prime, the Yankees rarely lose a big star. Even Reggie, he wasn't much anymore. You know, Roger Maris was injury prone. Yeah. Well, Judge says if he doesn't get a contract by opening day, which is now tomorrow, and he's not going to talk contract until the end of the year and become a free agent and they still haven't signed them. You know, out of the other team, someone is going to offer him a lots and lots and lots of money. And if the Yankees don't match it, bye bye. They're going to match it. The okay. fans won't stand for him, you know, walking over money. And and Carlos Beltran opened his mouth over the weekend on his very first, yeah. very first job as an analyst, saying that the contract was already signed. Said that on the year. He's just stealing signs. Oops. They try to walk it back, I heard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to... I, I always think back when it comes to loyalty to Bernie Williams. Because he's a guy that went under the radar because he was actually pushing out. He was a little bit low-key. He would have signed at the time with Boston for $91 million. And he called George Steinberg and says, I want to remain a Yankee. So George Steinberg gave him $87 million and stayed as a Yankee. What do you mean? I said, if you waited 10 you know, minutes... So that's... Oh, very commendable. Those those type of characters don't exist anymore. I think. Yeah, that's my opinion. He came close. You're right. He came close to leaving. That he came close, yeah, yeah. Bernie came close to leaving. Yeah. But well, we'll see what happens. To play with the Yankees. We'll see what happens before the opening pitch tomorrow. And, I think the uh, last good player that got away from them was Andy Pettit. Right. It was weird to see Ralph Houck as a manager of the Red Sox. Yeah. You think, yeah. You know? oh. You're going back. You're going back. CC Sabathia got hired by the commissioner's office as a special assistant. You guys hear about that one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice to see him back in. Lost a lot of weight. Have you seen a picture of him? Yeah, and he's got he's got he's jacked now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other news uh, in sports world: Mets. Eddie Coleman is retiring as the uh, wow. baseball announcer, baseball analyst, <coughs> journalist. Uh, after thirty-five years on the job, I used to like listening to Eddie Coleman with his yeah. reports. Yeah, nice they had an article in the paper about Eddie Coleman leaving. And also, Howie Rose isn't going, isn't going to be doing many games, right? And in the article, of course, it specified that, of course, 
John and Susan, John at 80, 83, and Susan at 75 will yeah. be announcing every single game. Again, Bruce, wow. uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I, think they, I think I said Howie Rose wasn't going to make the West Coast trips. Yes. Yeah. Is he going to miss more than those games, they said? 20 to so. 30 games. Yeah. 30 games. So maybe Arizona, Colorado. Yeah, All right. San Diego. Did they All say right. why? California games. His health. He had a pretty serious surgery, which, you know, yes, last yeah. year, I guess maybe he's still. They never said what it was. Yeah, they weren't specific for, about it. They weren't specific, but uh, okay. He's Good one choice. of the most intelligent broadcasters. You know, when he was yeah. on FAN, he was. Oh, what a great voice. What a great voice. But he was, he was also, he was articulate, intelligent, yeah. you know, besides yeah. being a real pro, he was, an you know, I always, always admired his intelligence. Yeah. So, Michael, your voice like, is very low. I don't know. If you're connected the right way, but it's low. The Mets are going to honor Johan Santana and Josh Tolley on the uh, 10th anniversary of Johan's no hitter, which actually they should also honor Mike Baxter. Mike Baxter, who made the catch. I mean, that was a great yeah. catch. Remember that? I think Mike yeah. Baxter went to Bayside High School. From Whitestone, he may have. Yeah, I think he went to Bayside High School. And uh, and that's going to be on June the new uh, May May thirty first. They're going to honor the tenth anniversary. That's nice. And then the Yankees are going to honor Derek Jeter in making the Hall of Fame, and that's going to be on September 9th. Mm -hmm. And there's a bobblehead going around with Jeter, three Jeters on one bo bobblehead. So <laughs> you guys can get that. Three-headed monster. Yeah, yeah. Albert Pujols started today, and that was his 22nd consecutive opening day start. And, of course, it'll be his last one. As he said, this will be his his last uh, season. Did he have any hits? I don't know. What's it, What's his nickname? What's Albert Pujols' nickname? Oh. Al. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Machine. <laughs> You should look at his stats sometime, like on the back of a baseball card. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you yeah, don't think he was ever juiced? I hate to I bring him. He's naturally a big guy. I, I thought about it once, but yeah. I think he's naturally a big guy. I don't know. Well, McGuire was a big guy, too. Oh. Uh, Gerald, on the I've mentioned this previously on the Michael K show last year. It was mentioned that every major league baseball executive knows that Pujols is really forty six years old. Oh yeah, so I guess he's forty seven this year. I know, <laughs> forty seven. Wow, okay. dog years. Hey, if he hit the ball out of this, he's got the. Is he, is he close to seven hundred? What's he got in home runs? I think he's like 631, maybe. Oh, so he won't yeah. hit 700. Okay. Nah, nah. okay. Um, uh, I'm, I, I look at the different dimensions. Isn't his wife undergoing brain cancer and he just, uh, he's divorced her. Business, yeah. But, you know, I hear things like that and I just become all suspicious. That's just my nature. But um, yeah. I try not to see the shady side of people. But um, it was kind of disturbing that at this time, that's what they announced. So, that's and getting, my, they're getting my, my They're getting divorced. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I mean. His yeah. wife has brain cancer and he just announced simultaneous with that. Yeah. 
I try to see a, yeah. a person, not just statistics. So I don't know the story. It's probably unfair. And there's more yeah. for those of us who have been through that experience. But it just, it leaves me with a little bit of a bad taste. She said the timing could have been better. <laughs> That's yeah. my rant, so. Okay. By the way, Pujols has 679 home, Nine home runs. Right? How much? 20, 679. Oh, 79. So oh, 21. Good. Good. You know, it doesn't need a hitter. Uh, it's 17 last year. So. Okay. Let's see. Maybe. Probably why he came back. Well, he wanted to end this yeah. career where he started. Yeah. And, you know. He needs the money. All right. We're up to uh, Michael Michael's uh, weekly rant. You have a rant this week? Oh, sure. Let me just tell you who's sponsoring you this week. My sponsor. Your sponsor is Belly Button Lint. Oh. <laughs> That's who's sponsoring you this week. I have that right here. So what do you have in your rant this week? Well, uh, one thing I, I took a note of, uh, somehow the local press, they don't like the Yankees or the Mets because the last couple of days they had their baseball issues. And neither, uh, neither rider picked the Yankees or the Mets first place i see a lot of toronto i see a lot of atlanta for the national league East. and uh i know if i was picking i would pick the yankees and the mets i thought they were, i think they're the two best teams but uh it is what it is and uh one of the things i noticed about the yankees i really like their defense i like uh donaldson and the falafel man uh on the left side of the infield i think glaber will be great at second and uh, lemay who wherever he'll play rizzo was great and the, uh, the catcher currently, as we speak, is the best hitter in baseball. So I don't know how long that's going to last, but right yeah. now he is the best hitter in baseball. And with that being said, I read an interesting article about him. They uh, used him in one of the games about a week and a half ago. Uh, he tested the pitch com pitch calling system for the first time. He was, he was the first time, first one to do it. And uh, he wore a special wristband that could electronically transmit pitch selection to, at that time, it was uh, Severino and Nesta Cortez, who wore a small speaker in their caps. And uh, Severino wanted to do it, Boone said, and uh, they, he didn't know for sure how smooth it would go. And they thought that Higgy would uh, try to do it for a couple of innings. And uh, Severino got comfortable with it. And I think they're on, they think they're onto something. They used PitchCon, PitchCom, uh, last year in the minors, and the catcher's transmitter looks like a, a little video game controller with black buttons corresponding to pitches and locations. The pitcher and the catcher wear a six-inch rubber receiver inside their cap or helmet, producing a generic-made voice that speaks instructions, like uh, like maybe an Alexa, fastball up and in, or slider down and away. So... Uh, that's basically wanted our report. Also, as a language selection, it can be in English or Spanish. Yeah, probably they can do it in Spanish. <laughs> <Or> Japanese. <laughs> yeah. So that's my rant. I didn't. I didn't complain too much today. All right. Thank you. <laughs> the Yankees lose the next couple of games. I'll complain, but not now. Mark, yeah. Mark, let yeah. me interject this. I got to leave a little bit early. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Gerald with the um. Stories on Jackie Robinson uh, triggered a question in my, in my mind for this illustrious group of athletes that we have here on the screen, all 17 of us. And that is the issue of Letterman. I'll pat myself on the back. I was a Letterman in high school in swimming. 
all the sports that you guys were involved in, in high school and or college. Would any one of you guys want to share the fact when you became Letterman as well? I was a Letterman two years in high school and swimming. Cross country running. Good. High school. But I was terrible. But you still have the letter? I have my yeah. letter. I have my, I have my big G from Great Neck South. I have my H from Hillside, New Jersey. Still have it. Good. I have basketball from Van Buren. Excellent. Excellent. I have basketball from you tell ourselves on our back on our our illustrious in the individual careers as well. That's what I that's my thought. Baseball of Delphi. All right. <laughs> oh, that's that wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's all. I just brought that all question right. to mind. That's all. All right, great. We're up to Howie's West Coast report, sponsored this week by Spring Allergies. <laughs> which I've started. Rose fever. A fever. <laughs> it never ends. They're all year Grass, now. Trees, what have you. What do you got, Howie, out in the West Coast? I got two things. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the, the Niners' current quarterback, he had so, uh, shoulder surgery in early March, and apparently the Niners didn't know about it. And now they, they're stuck with a $25 million backup Unless an injury causes another team to trade for uh, Garoppolo, who is the 20th ranked quarterback in the league. They can cut him at training camp when he's healthy, but that's too late to use the monetary savings to improve the team. Right now, the backup to uh, Trey Lance would be Nate, Nate Sudfeld. But if they keep him as a backup, would that cause problems in the locker room? although Jimmy G has always been pretty much of a gentleman. So look for a possible trade if another team has an injured quarterback or needs a, needs a backup. So that's what's going on there. And this other thing that Mark wanted me to mention, in Arizona, the ballpark, uh, Chase Field, it was constructed in 1997, and it looks like a, an airplane hangar. And the, uh, the roof is retractable. It comes across and, you know, it's 110 degrees in Arizona. So it comes across and it, clo it closes uh, the field. The, apparently the cables on, on, the, uh, on the roof are, have never been maintained. And now there's a danger that uh, they feel that the cables may come loose. And so normally when they play a game, especially if it's at night, the roof is closed and then they open up the roof. The place is air conditioned, but they open up the roof so you can see, see the stars and all that. So they're not they're not keeping they're not gonna close the roof. Either the roof's gonna be closed or totally open. But apparently what's behind it is that the feedbacks are looking to get a, a new ballpark. This is only after 25 years. And uh, I've been to that ballpark for games, and with the roof closed, the crowd noise is just deadened. There is no excitement. It, it's really horrible, the acoustics. So uh, I don't know what will come of it, but that's what's going on there. And that's the same area that had the issue with the hockey arena correct no the hockey 
is by uh, where the football stadium is. That's a that's no problem. That's a they, they thought they'd be moving because they couldn't find a place. They couldn't pay the rent. Didn't want them. Couldn't pay the rent. <laughs> yeah. No, this is uh, right downtown Phoenix. Holly, was that originally Enron Field when it first opened up? Or was that no, that, was, that was Houston. It is Houston. Houston. Right. Houston. Sorry. That's Houston. Okay. Yeah. Thank oh. you for that uh, West Coast report. And now we're up to Larry's Fairfax, Virginia story of the week. And some of you might find this very interesting, and some of you might not. <laughs> and, uh, oh, by the way, you're sponsored this week by Remote Controls. The story this week is entitled Duke Snyder was better at clutch hitting than Willie Mays and Nicky Mantle. In regular season play, Willie Mays and Nicky Manor were better hitters than Edwin Donald Duke Snyder. No argument about that. But clutch hitting or hitting in high pressure, pressure situations is another matter. Certainly, World Series play is ideal for gauging clutch hitting. With this measure, I show that Snyder was better at clutch hitting than Mays and Mantle. Consider World Series batting averages. Duke Snyder hit 286 in his 133 World Series plate appearances. In this category, Duke was better than Mays, who hit only 239 in 71 World Series plate appearances, and better than Mantle, who hit only 257 in his 230 World Series plate appearances. Mm -hmm. Consider World Series home runs. Duke Snyder hit a World Series home run every 12.1 World Series at-bats. In this category, Duke was better than Mays, who did not hit any home runs in his 71 World Series plate appearances. Wow, I didn't know that. And better than Mantle, who hit a World Series home run every 12.8 at-bats. Consider World Series RBIs. Duke Snyder hit an RBI every 5.1 World Series at bat. In this category, Duke was better than Mays, who batted in a run every 11.8 World Series at bats, and better than Mantle, who knocked in a run every 5.8 World Series at bats. Summary and conclusion. Snyder did better than Mantle and Mays on key World Series stats. Accordingly, Duke had better clutch hitting skills than the two, the other two. <clears throat> An important distinction. In 1977, the Society for American Baseball Research concluded that the concept of clutch hitters has not been proven statistically. Also today, Wikipedia has reached the same conclusion. However, Keith Law, a senior baseball writer for The Athletic and earlier special assistant to the general manager of Blue Jays, said there is clutch hitting, but not clutch hitters. Although Snyder was relatively better in clutch hitting than Mays and Mandel as measured by World Series play, he still would not be classified as a clutch hitter 
in part because his World Series average of 286 was below his regular season average of 295. Two interesting side notes. Snyder achieved something that neither Mays, Mantle, Babe Ruth, Jimmy Fox, or any other slugger did in World Series history. Anybody know what? Did he not strike out? <laughs> the answer is twice he hit four home runs in a yes. World Series. He oh, did. Yeah. He oh, did. Man. I couldn't get it off mute fast enough. Yankee fans can boast that Mantle had 18 home runs in his World Series play, also a record. Very good. Very good. Can want... Yankee fan comment on his, uh, his remarks, if you don't mind? Yeah, Yankee fan. <laughs> right? Uh, this Yankee fan will admit that Luke Snyder was great, okay? Hmm. And comparing him to Mantle and Mays, all I will say that Luke Snyder was great, okay? And the yep. other thing that I wanted to say about Luke Snyder is if you Google Duke Snyder, the rifleman, you will see him as a bad guy mm. in the rifleman. He beats up somebody in a uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, really fun I to mean, watch. Well, if you go back, you go back 60 years and you're in the playground and you, and you have Mickey, you have Willie and Duke. And Willie, Mickey and the Duke. And it's your pick. Who are you going right. to <laughs> And my, my other favorite Duke Snyder story was the one of the writers, I think in the post or, or the new Philip Bondi, he tells a story that when he was a little kid, he went to a ball game. His father gave him tickets. His father's also a famous writer. And they went to a Dodger game at Evans Field. And his friend was playing, playing Saluji with his mitt. And the mitt falls onto, onto the field. And he yells, Duke, could you throw me the mitt? Duke. First inning, third inning, fifth inning. And Duke is ignoring him. Finally, around the seventh or eighth inning, Duke, please throw me the mitt. And Duke takes his mitt so nobody could see. And he sticks out his middle finger to the kid. And he, still and, he, and he still never gave him the mitt. Finally, in the ninth inning, Paul Carrillo bends down and, and picks up and throws up the mitt. And that's another story that I read about Duke Snyder. That was an aberration, Mike. Duke Snyder was a perfect human being. Very good. Right. Joe, you want to add to that before we move on? Joe. Yeah, just, I mean, if you're talking about who, I, I, I was a hardcore Dodger fan, but I mean, as far as talent goes, I think Mays was probably the best player ever. No, right. My feeling, the most, uh, yeah, he could do oh, everything. He was just the, unbelievable. Man, 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 but me too, but I'm honest. But they're all New York. They're all New York. I'm a Yankee, but Mays you're not was, old. Mays you're not old enough, maybe, to remember uh, Willie Mays in New York. But I am. Not in New York. No. 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 Yeah, but you're, you're, yeah. you don't. Remember, you're not uh, specifying Mantle. And I remember him with the Mets. Mays was never yeah. that good. Right. Fifty-six. Mantle was the best there ever ever was, yeah. and maybe from the beginning of their careers to fifty-six, Mantle was better. I'm not, I'm not, there's no argument there, but Mantle, you know, Mantle didn't take care of himself and he I'm had that. Uh, I agree. I wouldn't argue that. That's the problem. What about Ken Griffey Jr.? Never Great. Won the World Series. Great. Great ball. Mantle was my favorite, but Mays was, Mays. Yes. Absolutely the best. Mays yeah. was better. Yeah. Okay. Me too. And I, I grew up a Mantle fan, but Mays was the, is the best all around player ever. Yep. 
Yeah. No one's mentioning Henry Aaron. Okay. Well, okay. I was thinking of uh, Roger, before we move on. Yeah, just my two cents. I know I, I didn't see uh, Snyder or Mantle, and clearly they were in the World Series a lot more than Mays. Mays was in his first season, 51, when he was a rookie, 54, yeah. 62, and then his last yeah. season with the Mets, 73. So he really didn't get as many yeah. World Series at bat. 73, you know, he was pretty much done. And 51, he was a rookie. So it's, you know, his, his record is, I mean, as much as I like Willie Mays and I agree with you guys in terms of most complete ball player, he's, he's probably the one. All right, Gerald, real quick. I was a fan who always hated the Yankees and I tell Yankee fans, it's never too late to repent. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, thank you for your story. Of course, uh, we can My go on and on and on and Yankee talk about luck. the uh, Willie Mickey and the Duke. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's go on to Tommy Davis story because okay, he was a great ball player, then he got hurt, broke his ankle. Yeah, Mr. He was ever the same after that. Everybody remembers Tommy Davis, left fielder, yeah, also sure. played third base for the Dodgers. Was his brother? I think he was an all city player in basketball for boys. High. Yeah, he played with Lenny Wilkins. Yes, Lenny yes. Wilkins, he played with, yeah, and he was also a long jumper in, in track and field. And I told you about the story about he was going to sign with the Yankees and then Jackie called the family and influenced them mm. to uh, sign mm. with the Dodgers. He signed for $4,000 back in those days. Uh, Mark, was, was always known. His brother? What's that? Was Willie Davis no. his brother? No relationship. Teammates, but not, no. He was always known for, if you see pictures with him, he was always smiling. I don't know if that's his natural face, but always smiling. And some people thought that's not good to be a competitor, always smiling, not being tough enough. But that was a, a, a judge always does. Judge is always smiling. Yeah, well. Uh, so he had a nice, he won two batting championships and three World Series with the Dodgers. Uh, then he got traded. He got traded to the Mets. Yes. And the Mets gave them Ron Hunt and Jim Hickman. That was that was part of that deal. But he only stayed with them a year. And then he ended up with uh, he played for the White Sox. I think he played with the Giants. He played with the Pilots, Seattle Pilots that first year also. Um, when the he Mets, was in the Negro League, I thought. Uh, no. I don't know. No, no. They no, had no. said somebody questioned whether he had six more home runs. Tommy I, Davis? I don't oh, know. I'm sorry. Willie Mays. Willie Mays. <laughs> uh, he was 83 years old. No Birmingham Black Barons he played for, I think, Mays. And they Who? said six yeah. more home runs. Yeah. yeah. Six, yeah. six, six. When, when he was a Met. 65, I thought. When he was a Met and the Mets got rid of him after a year, he lost. He broke that ankle. He suppose he lost all his uh, yeah. speed. Yeah, still and Mets trained him to the White Sox. And the White Sox gave the Mets Tommy Agee and Al Weiss, mm. which helped the Mets win the World Series. Of course. Right. Yep, Tommy Great. Agee. Mighty, mighty. Uh, may he rest in peace, Tommy, Tommy Davis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. We have time for a little bit of football. Yeah. Okay, so they, they changed the overtime rule for playoffs. They kept the same rule for the regular season. You win the coin course in the regular season. You go down, score a touchdown, game is over. But mm-hmm. because of the... Uh, the Bills and Chiefs game, they decide to change the rule just for the playoffs that both teams get a chance to touch the ball at least once. 
And after that happens, the next one who scores wins the game. What do you think about that rule? It's certainly better than the current one. Steven I think it's uh, an advantage for the second, the team that loses doesn't get the ball. Because the first, the first team that gets the kickoff, if they don't get a first down, they're going to punt. If they score, the other team has basically four downs every time they have the ball. Mm. Right. So they have, you know, the base, the second team actually has an extra down, if you look at it that way. Yeah. Because they're not going to punt if they hit. If right. the first team scores, they're not punting. They're going right. to go for every four, four they're going to use all four downs. If they, if they move the ball up, if they, you know, if they, yeah. if they, if they don't move the ball up, they're pretty far away. But if they, if they, no, I'm saying if the first game. teams, if the first team that gets the kickoff scores, okay, then they have to use all four downs. Correct. Where the first team didn't have to, you know, they okay. would punt after three if they didn't get a first all right. down. All right. But you like the idea that both teams touch the ball. That, that's, yeah. the, that's the reason why Absolutely. they did that. Howie, well, Howie, would this, would this rule change? Would this mean that? At a coin toss for the overtime, one team will say no. You, one team right. will say no. We'll play defense. Yeah, you know, like they do at the beginning. And I don't know about that. Um, I th I think a lot of teams will take it. You know, will defer. Yeah, I think so. But if is this just for the playoffs or the regular season? Just the playoffs. Just the playoffs. Just the playoffs. The old system is back for the the regular season. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, if one team gets to choose to have the ball and they go down and score a touchdown, it puts pressure on the second team to, to score a touchdown. Isn't that more pressure? That's if they score the touchdown. If they score the touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, let's see what happens. You know, let's see what happens. They make the change. Uh, was well, it terrible? What the you know the, the Bills were, were were matching them touchdown for touchdown in that playoff game, and then yep. the plug was just pulled. That's mm -hmm. why they decided to make a change. We thought they'd well, make a change, and they did. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about the uh, in baseball, um, the extra innings with the runner on second to start the inning? They're doing that again. I thought they, were, I thought they, were they are. With that. One they more year, just again. this year. I think this year. I one didn't more hear year. One more. You heard one more year, Michael. Yeah, I heard one more year. One more year. Yes. Uh, and why one more year? Because the they don't want world. marathon games. Yeah. Right. They're too long as it is. I, these games begin. But so next year they're yeah. going to go back to those long games again. Well, they'll come up with something else. Baseball needs major changes because it's it's losing a lot of. You know, it doesn't have the young population. What about things? Really, I mean, what about piece. next year? Everybody's going to play every team. What do you think about it, that? I got to tell you, there's a lot of games you watch, then you turn them off. You do something else. Maybe you come back at the end. I don't know. R R Gerald? Included in the baseball rule book, pitchers have 12 seconds to pitch when there are no runners on base and they receive the ball back from the catcher. When there are runners on base, they have 30 seconds. It's never been enforced. I submit to you, if it wasn't forced, the game would be shorter. True. True. They're experimenting in the minors yeah. again on all these different rules. And again, who knows if they'll ever come. But do you think it'll be okay every every uh, team gets played? 
next year? Do you think that'll be an advantage or or or, or uh, an improvement, or do you think that's going to be bad? Did they say that? That's what I read. Yeah, that's terrible. Year. I think it's. Why, I think it's why do you think that's terrible? Because you want you want to play you want to play your division rivals. Well, no more. It comes down to the end of the season. Fewer games against the Red Sox. Games against their own. Uh, Don't you want to see the Yankees Red Sox? Fewer games. Eighteen times. Eighteen right. times. Maybe they feel. I do. Right. I always felt years and years and years ago, before cable TV, you saw your home team, you saw the opponents come in and play your home team, and once a week you saw two different teams play on. Uh, Channel 4, the Saturday game of the week, whatever. Right. Yeah. Now on cable TV, you can you see every game. Well, if you have the package, you have every game. But if you don't have the package, MLB. Uh, the MLB yeah. network and ESPN, this you see every team. You see Apple TV, but it's, it's, it's not for the fans though. Apple TV, they're they're all all kinds of ways. They'll they'll profit major league baseball. But they don't really give a damn about the fans. But we there's baseball going to be on the Peacock Network. You know, guys, I have the Peacock Network for the wrestling. WWE is Peacock. I watched free money last Peacock. week, and on Peacock, there's going to be games on Saturday and Sunday on Peacock. The games are going to be starting 11:30 in the morning. How do you feel about games starting 11:30 on Sunday? You play your game. If you go to the game, you're done by two o'clock. And you right. have the rest of the day. Want. Go to the early bar. for you, Mark. You'll leave early. <laughs> I don't hate that. I go home for lunch. <laughs> will. But the, that's what Peacock is. They're advertising this year. They're going to be doing. What about the shift? No, nothing talking about the minor leagues. They're working on that, but I can't stand that they would think about. I, I hate that they're thinking about changing that. That's my opinion. I agree. Change. Oh, Learn how to hit to the opposite field. Oh, that's it. That's baseball. You know, you can put play yeah. where you want to play. We, we Willie Keeler hit him where they ain't. Yep. Find there you go. Yeah. There you go. Hit him where they ain't. Uh, Roger wanted to talk a little bit about the Rooney Rule, which they made some press this week. Do you have anything, Roger? Yeah. He's not here. Oh, Roger, he he disappeared. Roger, over he and out. Oh, we'll get him next week. Well, I'll text him see if he's. We'll get him. We'll get him next week. Okay, a couple of more football notes, then we can move on to a little basketball and hockey if we have time. Uh, Colin Kaepernick making news again no, that he wants to come back. He's working out with various teams. He's 34 years old. Maybe it's time for him to come back, but who knows if he's still good at 34 years old, you know? Hey, uh, Frank Gore is going to be uh, going to sign a one-day contract with the 49ers and then retire. He's a Hall of Famer. To be yep. right, yeah. so that's cool. And congrats to Kevin Burkhardt, the former Mets analyst. Right, right. Four games yeah. in the last couple of years for uh, for Fox, right. and with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman moving over to ESPN, ESPN, the Monday Night Football. Burkhardt yeah, yeah. is now the number one announcer for Fox. Good for him. He's gonna get the, the major games. Nice oh. to hear that. And one more football note. Terrell mm -hmm. Owens. Remember Terrell Owens? Yeah. yeah. 48 years old. He's still playing football. You know, there's a football league called the Fan Controlled Football League. Have you guys heard about this? No. Well, Google no, no. it. Fan yeah. Controlled Football League. They play seven on seven. 
tackle. And they have, there's eight teams, eight teams, and the fans call the play. I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> oh, wow. They're in their second season, and Terrell Owens will be playing for them. T.O. Wow, T.O., yeah. Okay, who, who hired Todd Bowles as the head coach? He's the, he was the assistant. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Bay. He was their assistant, yeah. He's their head, head yeah, coach five. now. Yeah. 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 See how he does. See how I hope well he does well. Do. You have any basketball news? There must be basketball news, Fred. Fred, I Fred, think you're muted. Fred, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted, Fred. How could Fred be muted? Fred, you're muted. I was. Muted. I was. Had some personal business. My wife had. I, I appreciate that. You had to okay. yell at you. All right. On hockey, the Rangers are on the cusp of making the playoffs. They need four points to clinch a playoff spot. They're only two points behind Carolina for first place. They're having yeah. a great season, and hopefully, maybe they can. We can do something in the playoffs. And tonight, unless you have ESPN three, you will not be able, or ESPN plus, excuse me, you will not be able to see a showdown within between the Rangers and the. And the oh, Pittsburgh Penguins in a very important oh. game. So that really sucks. I got to see And then, and yeah. then, and, and then on basketball, big stories this past weekend were the Final Four in women's for the first time in their history. University of Connecticut had yes. gone eleven and zero in a in a final championship game without losing, obviously, until this weekend when they were beaten by South Carolina, who was a great team, great game. It was and a great everybody sort of. Not so much the championship game, which also was a great game, but that North Carolina Duke game was was fantastic. Yes, Saturday night, one of the best games I've seen in a really long time. And of course, Kansas came back, beat right. North Carolina from a fifteen point deficit, and my team got eliminated by Kansas, Villanova. And I can't help but thinking if Justin Moore wouldn't wouldn't have gotten injured, they may have given Kansas a game, may even have beaten them. But Maybe. injuries injuries are part of the game. That was a huge injury. They're in very, very big. And on the pro front, the, the Nets uh, could very possibly finish seventh and which would have a play-in game at home. If they finished tied with Cleveland, they would have the tiebreaker. Or if they finish, and they play Cleveland, I believe, tomorrow night. So if they finish tied, they'll play the eighth seed, most likely Cleveland. In a, in a game, if they win that, they'll, they'll be the seventh seed in the playoffs. And most likely play the Celtics, who are playing great basketball in their last 33 games. Boston is 27 and six. So the, I, th I actually think the Celtics are going to be the team to come out of the come out of the East. And in the West, I'm not sure. Phoenix is playing great. Howie's probably watching, uh, following the West maybe a little bit more than I am. But Phoenix is good, and hopefully maybe Memphis if John Morant comes back. It's this year, it's wide open in the NBA playoffs. It's going to be very exciting. You know, the Nets were going by 21 last night. To yeah, the Knicks, I know. Man. I was watching. I was watching the game. They came back and yep. and, they, and they and they won that game, which was good. And there also was a death in basketball this week. Uh, I'm sure, you all remember Gene Shue, oh, yeah. 90, 90 years old. He coached two Played teams Maryland. to the, the NBA. Right, Maryland to the NBA Finals. Lost both years. Uh, 77 uh, sixes that lost to Portland and the 71. Um, oh, what team was it that I Washington? The Bullets. Washington, yes, who they lost. And he also was an excellent backcourt player in career, University of Maryland, one of the 
really good players in the, in the early days of the NBA. And that's all I have. 90, Fred, 90 is play, years old. Is the play-in game a one-game series? The, the, yeah. way, the way this is working is, in both conferences, seven plays eight, and the winner of that becomes the seventh seed. Eight plays the winner of the 9-10 game, and the winner of that is the eighth seed. So if you're the tenth seed, you lose the 9-10 the game, you're out. If, you, if, if, if you're nine and you win, you have to play the loser of the 7-8 game to get the to get the eight seed. Mm-hmm. So the loser of seven, eight can actually lose a game, but still make the playoffs if they win, if they win against the winner of nine, 10. Right. Wow. And the Lakers that, are that, out. That makes sense. No, the Lakers, Lakers were out. Lakers, no, were, no, Lakers have been, were eliminated last week last night. By, by San Antonio. Zion is a, because mm. yeah. that's why Ron is not on. He's 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 wow. still crying. Uh, I, I, I thought he's probably at the Ranger game tonight. <laughs> he's sitting shiver. I say he's doing something else. It's inexcusable, inexcusable. for them to be it's out of place. That team, right? Okay. Yeah. And the Boston Marathon is next week. Oh yeah. And no Russians for Bella. No Russians. No Good. Russians. No Russians. Russians or, uh, no <laughs> Russians can run in that. I think that's cool. Good. Good for them. Only if they live in Russia. They could run in Russia. Yeah. No, no, no. If they if they're yeah. Russian but they're living in like Switzerland, they can run. Oh. It's only oh. if they uh, yes they live in Russia or Belarus. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that's the stipulation. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we can't can't penalize someone who is not who's American citizen. How do you penalize? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go on. Do we have about now oh, ten minutes or so? Do some trivia questions to stump us. Who's got some questions up front to uh, to feed us? Uh, I got one. Go ahead. By the way, jump right in can, there. Can you name the um, 420-game winners for the Orioles in the uh, 70s? Pat Dobson, Mike Quayer, Dave McNally, and um, Palmer. Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer. 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 Very good. Tough group. <laughs> Who else? Who else? Anybody? All right. Howie? Who has the most opening day starts at one position in Major League history? Same position? Same position. Opening day starts. Yep, maybe. Not Ripken? No, he moved to third base. Perez? Perez? Van Musial? Because he went from first to left. All right. Give us... uh, um, Hank Aaron? No. No. Is somebody we know? Yeah, we've mentioned him before. <laughs> I won't leave him before today. Today. Pujols? Duke no. Snyder. Duke Snyder. No. Willie Mays. Yes. All right. Oh, she knew it'd come up. Yeah. 21. Uh, how, I, I got one. Then I'll come to you, Michael. Uh, who was the tallest NBA player ever? I, I Hopefully I'm right. Troy Bradley? Manute Ball. I have Manute Ball, seven foot seven. seven. No, there there seven, was a guy from seven. Romania. I forget his name. Played for the Bullets. I George think he was taller. George, <laughs> yeah. I do some research George and give me his name. All right. I think, Steve, I think Steve knew his name. Wait, hold on. It was George something. Yeah, it was George Romanian. Marathon. I think it was Romanian. Oh, Romania, that Romanian guy with a G, yeah, George with a yeah. G or I don't something. Remember his or last. George Murasan. How tall was he? This guy was seven seven. He was tall and six, tall and seven. I think so. I will look it up. All right, who else has a question? All right, Milton. 
Milton, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. In 1967, in his first major league start, he had a no-hitter for eight and two-thirds innings uh, for Boston Red Sox. Who broke it up? Oh. Ellie? Who oh, broke no, it that Justin up? Justin Howard? No. Oh, it was Bill Roy was the pitcher. You're right. And who played in the World Series? Who broke it up? Elston Elston Howard. Howard. Oh, okay, I was right. Okay. And Elston, and Elston Howard played in the World Series and Billy Roy didn't. I have one other question, one other one. Yeah. In the first indoor stadium, uh, tell me where it, the first indoor stadium Houston? was Houston, and who hit the first home run. It was an exhibition game, the first home run ever to hit Mickey in an Mantle. Stadium. Mickey Mantle in Houston. Right. Correct. All right, Fred. Hey, when John Wooden retired, who was the coach who immediately succeeded him at UCLA? Mm. Cunningham. Mm. Cunningham. I think that's right. Gary Cunningham. Gary oh, Cunningham. Cunningham. Mm. Very good. All right, Michael. Question. All right. Who is Hicham El Guru? G U E R R O U J. <laughs> All right. And a uh, cab driver? <laughs> a wrestler from Mongolia. Right. Most of you would know almost all of his predecessors uh, about 15, 20 years ago, but he is currently, uh, what, what is he? A wrestler. The world record holder in the, in the mile. Hisham right. Algaro, 343.13. Wow. Anybody know the female? Oh, leader, lady, his wife, his wife, <laughs> Mrs. Chiffon Hassan, something that uh, all of you would know. And getting back to Elson Howard, who was almost going to have a fight? What two uh, baseball individuals were going to have a fight? And Elson Howard broke it up. Billy Martin, Martin and Reggie Jackson. Jackson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. You. <laughs> Another UCLA question. Which one of John Wooden's players later coached at UCLA? Walton? Hell good. No. Walt, no. Has it. Walt, Walt has it. Walt has it. That's right. Right. Walt, Walt has, has it. Very good. Walt has it. Uh, who played defense against Will Chamberlain and batted against Camilio Pasquale, the pitcher? Chuck mm. Connors. Good no. try, but no. no. The Busher? The Busher. Oh. Yeah, who else has one? A few more minutes. Okay, Gerald. Name the most recent player after 1970 to finish his career with 150 or more triples. And this is a multiple choice question. May Zarin, Clemente, or Reyes? I'd say Reyes. Reyes. No. Oh, no. Oh. Clemente. Clemente. Clemente, 166. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Of course. <laughs> of course. Anybody else? A few years ago, the Mets had three players on their team at the same time <clears throat> whose last name started with a lower class, lower case B. A lower case B. Travis DeGrom. 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 Denard. Denard. Denard, yeah. DeJesus. DeJesus. No. Hmm. An outfielder. First name is Matt. Oh, wait. Oh. Dan Decker. DeGrom, yeah, right, right. DeGrom, yeah, yeah. Dan Decker, and yeah, yeah. Travis Darno. 
right. Who else? All right, there, Gerald. What team set the record in 1949 for fewest stolen bases in a season with the Petty 17? Huh. The Yankees. <laughs> no. 16 or 16 teams <laughs> in there in that, during that time. 49. The White Sox. No. no. Uh, the Browns. No. Red Sox. Indians. No. no. Guardians. No. Indians, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Senators? No. Uh, who is it? We don't, we don't know. Red Shane Beans. Uh, it was actually the Cardinals and Red Shane Beans led the team with eight stolen bases. They had a total of 17. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right, a couple of more and we got a call of the day. Okay, uh, Fred. This may have been asked before, but besides pitching a perfect game for the Yankees, what did Don Lawson and David Wells have in common? Alcoholics. Yeah. Well, yeah, but maybe uh, so, so, David, something uh, way back before, before they were before they were major the, leaguers. Before they were major leaguers, has something in common? Yeah, many. They won a little league were, World Series. No, no. I think uh, Don Lawson threw out the first pitch for. Uh, no, nothing to do with throw it. Where they, they were born? Signed, where they brought, were they even signed a major league contract? Before they signed a major league contract. They went to the same high school together? That is correct. Oh, I don't know the name of the high school, but it was in San Diego. San Diego oh. High School. All right, boys. I think I'm going to – we got more questions? Michael, yeah. Oh, yes. Good. Howie, then Michael. Come on. Howie. Okay. This is an oldie, an oldie but goodie. What was – in one year, uh, two guys won the Triple Crown, one in each league. And they did it in the same city. Hmm. Name, Cincinnati? name the guys or the city oh. or the year. Hmm. Same year. Same they won Lewis? the Triple Crown, one in the American League, one in the National League. DiMaggio and, and Robinson. <laughs> no. Mickey and Robinson. No. No. When I, when I get old, not New York, I don't think. No, not was New it St. Louis? Not St. Louis. Old, I'm thinking Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, I'm thinking. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Jimmy Fox. 1933. Jimmy Fox. Yes, right. right. Chuck Klein. And Chuck Klein. Very good. 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 Chuck Klein. Chuck Klein. Good question. Good answer, Mark. Okay. Great question. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> I want to say goodbye to you guys. I want to thank you first for coming. <laughs> Michael, has Michael, one hold more. that question till next. I had one question though. All right, Thank Michael. You. Okay. Right. <laughs> Who's going to throw out the first pitch at tomorrow's Yankee game? What? Millot. Who's going to throw out the <laughs> first pitch at tomorrow's Yankee game? I think Billy Crystal, right? In the slaughter. How come somebody from San Francisco knew that one? That's crazy. That's good. Who is? Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Crystal. Oh, it's Paul Gay. He's got a new show out, right? Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night. I saw Seven Hundred Sundays. It was great. Was it? Great, wonderful. Yeah. They give us a review next week. But I want to say thanks, everyone, for coming on Thank this week. One is in the books. We'll see you all next week out there. Have a fabulous week. Good night, guys. Watch the opening day games. Watch the Masters. Have fun. Stay safe. Are we on Facebook, Thank Mark. You, Mark. Yeah. Thanks, see Mark. Stay safe, Mark. Bye, guys. Are we on Facebook? Thanks, all right, anyway, all right, goodbye. See you Bye. in Shul, Jerry. Yes, Ma uh, Mike.